Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's Downtown Dish. My name is Amy Wiggins. I am not the illustrious Julie Townsend, who you're accustomed to hearing on the air at this time. Um, But she asked me to fill in. My job is as the president and CEO of the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce. So I have plenty to talk about all the time. So we should have a lot of fun here this evening. And we'll, um, we'll get to my special guest. Um, in just a little bit. But before we do that, I do want to make sure that you know what's happening in downtown this weekend. Um, Coming up on June 2nd, it's hard to believe, but it's already a first Friday again. And this one ties in nicely to our special guest today. It's family fun night. There's so many amazing activities that will be happening downtown. Bring the whole family out. I think Lakeland Moonwalk will be there. Um, And you'll just have a ton of fun with everyone enjoying the streets closed off and, and wandering around enjoying our fine retailers and restaurant establishments, as well as all the businesses that come down to support the first Friday events. Also happening in downtown on Friday, June 2nd, is the Relay for Life, which is exciting. That will be down at uh, Lake Mirror. So if you want more information on that, I think you can visit the um, Relay for Life Polk um, website. Then, of course, our Farmer's Curb Market on Saturday, June 3rd. And then it won't be long before we will have the Food Truck Rally on June 8th. But guess what? You get me next week, too. So I'll remind you about that one more time uh, next week as well. And I know um, last week you heard Julie talking about the Tasty Tuesday event with Miss Florida, which is going to be a ton of fun. And so please remember to mark that on your calendar for June 20th from 4.30 to 9. And you can find out all about those amazing things happening in downtown Lakeland at downtownlkld.com. So make sure you visit often so that you can stay informed of what's happening. But today I am so excited because I'm here with my friend Carrie Falwell from Florida Children's Museum. Hi, Amy. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. What an honor. Well, I am thrilled that you're here because um, I, so the big news recently was that Bonnet Springs Park has celebrated their one millionth visitor, Yes, which is amazing because you have been open since October. Six months. Right. Mm-hmm. Insane. That, um, that we're just, it's such an amazing space for everybody. And I thought, what we need to shout out to our friends at Florida Children's Museum because you also are outpacing your expectations mm-hmm. by just a little bit, right? So right. how many visitors have you seen? Well, I'll, I'll give you what we used to have. So as Explorations 5 downtown, we would have between forty five and 50,000 people a year come visit, which is great. Yes. Um, you know, right up there with the Flying Tiger season. We really were right. fortunate for that. Our... Uh, benchmarking and analysis prior to opening projected that we would have 115 to 120,000 visitors a year. And in our first six months, we've had over 100,000 already. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's really incredible. You know, one of, um, I feel like I've said this a couple of times to several people, a little bit to the detriment of my events, right? People are still relearning how to come back out and to network. But one of the spaces that I feel like we have just excelled as a community is in those family events Mm -hmm. and in the family activities because your events and the events that are happening for, for families and children specifically are just 
off the charts, well attended. Yeah, thank you. I think it's also a centering of of what's important to you. Totally. Right? Totally. So we're thrilled to have 100,000 people that have come, but we also collect everyone's zip code. So mm-hmm. we know for a fact that in that, we've had visitors from all 50 states oh, and wow. 19 different countries. So the fact that we were able to do that and show Lakeland in this new light, we're right. so privileged. I mean, what a, what a great opportunity for us to represent this beautiful city and all of Polk County. That's really, really great information. And, you know, just a little shout out to Lakeland as a tourist destination. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's been one of the... Um, one of the greatest prizes that we've all had is that we've kind of had this secret tourist destination going mm-hmm. on in Lakeland, and it's really starting to show itself in ways that we as residents are becoming more and more appreciative of through things like Florida Children's Museum, Bonnet Springs Park, the amazing, you mentioned the Tigers earlier, the, right. the great improvements that are happening out there. Um, we're, we really are showing our love for that in new ways as well. And I appreciate you saying about it kind of being like a grounding for us. That's such a Mm -hmm. great way to put that. Are you experiencing, tell me a little bit about the families that are coming through and how families are interacting in the space. Oh, we're seeing uh, all kinds of beautiful different families and I love it. And they just play together so naturally and um, so welcoming. I, it's, it's really beautiful. So one of my favorite stories is of, a member family, they live in Orlando and they make the drive over Wow! Um, every weekend to play at Florida Children's Museum because of this. It's just an escape from everything else. Mm-hmm. They've got this beautiful world-class children's museum and then they can go and play outside and then they can go cool off again in the children's museum and then go home. The kids are tired. They weren't, you know, playing on their devices all day or watching right. YouTube all day. Right. And it's, it, it, that's just, that's what they do on Saturdays. And they can't do that anywhere else and they can only do that in Lakeland. And right. my hope and what I what I hope um, our downtown businesses will see is the the, sh- the share in this excitement. So I hope their lunch rushes are a little bit busier on the mm-hmm. weekends and I hope our hotels see higher capacity and all of that should um, we should all grow in this in this together. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and and I think that we are seeing that, which is really exciting. And, you know, let's just throw this out there. Traffic. I know. <laughs> just means that people are coming here and spending their money in our stores and our restaurants and, and supporting our community and our economy. So right, it right. may be a little frustrating that there's an extra three or five minutes on our commutes. But in the in the end, if you're complaining about traffic, sitting in traffic, your traffic, right? (laughs) I have to remind myself of that sometimes to say, I'm traffic too. It's okay. So, well, so tell me a little bit about, um, are there any surprises in how the exhibit space is being utilized or have, have kids come through and just been in love with something that you thought was only kind of going to be okay? Uh, it's almost the opposite. So our watermelon seeds gallery, mm-hmm. which is just for kids six and under, uh, that needs to be a case study in like how to build an early childhood space. It is it, kids just so naturally understand it. One of the things that we 
we took a risk on was how little signage there is. So there's okay. very little directional signage because the kids in that space can't read. Right. So every right. <laughs> we're talking about three and four year olds. So everything in there had to be very intentionally designed at their level. Right. To um, move them through a space in a way that was teaching them a process or a product or something. Right. Okay. And and it worked. And I it one it took it took ten minutes of seeing kids in there, and you just go, oh. It's, it's doing it. It's actually they, doing they it. That's really it. great. That's right. great, right? Yes. And then we added some signage about the importance of watermelons in our watermelon mm-hmm. industry for the grown-ups, for them right. to enjoy as it's edutainment for them in that space. Right. But that worked so well, and it was definitely a risk because we weren't giving grown-ups any cues. Like, invite your child to take the, unload the watermelons sure. from the watermelon trucks and wash them. And the, it, we gave them no guides, and the kids just did it, and they did it beautifully. That's really special. Um, and I, I want to know more about that because you, you, you and I have had enough conversations that you know that I'm just a little bit of a nerd. So um, when we, we do have to take just a quick break here. Um, and so when we come back, um, Carrie's going to let me nerd out a little bit on some of that. So please yeah. stay with us and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Downtown Dish. My name is Amy Wiggins. I'm filling in today for the illustrious Julie Townsend, and I am uh, thrilled to be joined by my friend and um, and mentor in the arts world, Miss Carrie Falwell with the Florida Children's Museum. Thank you so much again for being here with me today. Your listeners can't hear me shake my head and they say, can't. no, I'm not no, your no, mentor. No, no, no. You are. I'm telling you what. Yeah. Um, the, I... I would tune in just to hear you because I'm amazed at um, at how thoughtful you are in your work and how important it is to you. I think that's been such an incredible um, reflection of our community and the value that mm-hmm. Lakelanders have put on children and um, and children's resources for so long. And I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here leading us in this next phase of Florida Children's Museum. So thank you. My little, little love on Carrie day. Um, <laughs> so before the break, we were talking a little bit about watermelon seeds. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember us having conversations as you were, as it was being designed mm-hmm. yep. um, and really talking about the incredible risk that it was to not put directional signage mm-hmm. up and encourage parents to, you know, do with their children and just to let kids be kids. And I know that there are so many other spaces that they can do that in mm-hmm. the museum. And probably the most visible space is this giant yellow alligator yeah. that we have all <laughs> been watching and waiting. And I know we would we would come out to walk the track and kids would just like want to run up to it even yeah. before it was done. It was such a topic of, of even parking lot conversations yes. walking into the space. So... Blinky lives is Blinky. Blinky lives. Blinky lives. So we we have done soft openings, and so now the likelihood of you coming in and being able to play on Blinky is very high. <laughs> um, we're we're still learning about these afternoon showers as they mm-hmm. roll in, and yeah. how to how to keep kids safe on that. But the the impetus for Blinky 
came directly out of community need. And I think this is really important for people to understand. So when we were designing the exhibits, we looked at community needs and then we overlapped how to how to meet them through what we do, which is informal education, play-based, right. child-directed. So <clears throat> at the time, Polk County had the, chi- the highest child obesity rate in the state of Florida. Wow. And one of the highest in the country. Okay. And I know that that does not represent anything that we want for our kids. Right. So you start looking at, well, it, it has to do with physical fitness, access to healthy ways to play, mm-hmm. um, being not being fearful or having opportunities to make big movements with your body. And then the choices around your food, right? So when we knew we were going to have an outdoor space, I looked at the team and I said, we need something that kids have to play on. Right. That they can't resist. They cannot resist it. Right. Yes. And you're looking around children's museums are we represent our communities that Mm -hmm. we, we, we live in. And I was, doing a tour with mosaic i at the time we knew we wanted to do something around digging and sand and mosaic Mm -hmm. to generously sponsor our dig pit that's out in that space too and we had to stop the car for an alligator to cross the road and i was like that's it that's what we're gonna do we're gonna put a big alligator out front and i started (laughs) sketching like what that would look like on on the napkin from lunch and then we moved it to a whiteboard when i got back to the office with staff and then we put it in the rfp that you had to build you had to be able to build an alligator that was a hundred feet long and then what that would look like. <laughs> and when I, when I said that to Bill Tinsley, who managed the mm-hmm. entire Bonnet Springs park project, he said, well, you, you know the story of Blinky, don't you? And I was, I was like, that's it. That's, that's our it. alligator. It makes complete sense. It was, it was perfect. So now when you see kids play on it, they're taking the healthy risks that you and I took. So mm-hmm. I won't speak for you, but I would go ride my bike until the sun went down, right? Yes. And maybe you remember to put a peanut butter sandwich in your bag or a sleeve of saltines. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite place to play was a construction site. Probably not (laughs) what my mom wants to hear. Probably not. Sorry. Sorry, mama. Sorry, mom. (laughs) But what that kind of risky play does is in the moment, teach a child how to self-regulate and problem solve in a Mm -hmm. moment of stress. Right. And your brain still needs that to develop. That didn't go away. No. That natural curiosity did not go away. But I won't let my 11-year-old son ride his bike out until the sun is not going to happen. So how can I create opportunities for him to learn how to regulate in periods of stress? And so parts of Blinky were intentional to be a riskier situation than others. When you're standing up top and you're and you're on a net that's hovering over the floor, like that's intentional to be a little feel a little bit risky. To feel a little like to create that healthy stress that right. then can right, and then you overcome work itself it. into right. right, and then you over you realize you're not in trouble. You realize you can do this. Then you then you start to build confidence. While at the same time, you're working your core muscles, you're working your arms, you're working your legs, right. you're starting to break a sweat, not just because it's hot, but because, <laughs> because you're doing, you're doing yes. something physical, right? You're putting your body in smaller spaces and then reaching up tall to get into higher spaces. And it it's a very interesting example of engaging kids in physical fitness. It's just fascinating. So are we going to have um, opportunities for grownups to come be like inintentionally 
positively stressful situations. Yeah. <laughs> we pro- I think we need that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we had um, the very first time we had anyone on it was for our, our annual night museum fundraiser. Okay. And we had grownups playing laser tag and Blinky. <gasps> that was pretty fun. So it was, it was af- after dark and we mm-hmm. had spotlights on Blinky and then you were playing laser tag. Oh my goodness. It was pretty funny. So tell me a little bit about other than so we you mentioned the um, the nets mm-hmm. to create what other um, I don't is activities the right word what else can I do on Blinky that how are kids interacting with Yeah, with- think of it like obstacle course style things. Okay. So two of his legs are rock climbing walls. Oh, cool. With a, a pretty vertical slope and mm-hmm. um, two of his legs are built like rock scrambles like when okay. you get to the top of a mountain mm-hmm. and you're you're you've got funky have you ever done that mm-hmm. yeah and so you're doing a rock scramble with these interesting heights of moving from one pillar to the front and right. so you're having to move your body in in these interesting positions and mm-hmm. um, his head is if you've ever if any of the listeners have ever been to city museum in st louis mm-hmm. it is this wild place and you, um, it, it's all physical movement, and you're climbing through these these adult size structures. Um, wow! It's and it's it's like twelve stories tall of these oh adult goodness. size structures that you're climbing in and out of. And so the head of Blinky is very inspired by City Museum. Mm-hmm. So um, you're kind of crawling on your belly at one point, and then you reach down. You can get into Blinky's one good eye, <laughs> and then you come out on the top of his head. So it, it's. Pretty interesting. Yet to be installed is the tail, and that'll be a roller slide that was custom built and designed, and that got held up in um, some COVID-related delays okay. over years and years and years and years. So it will be installed in the fall, probably. So a roller slide like a like at the end of a conveyor belt. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be. I would imagine much better in, as you mentioned, the Florida heat earlier, yes, I would imagine it's yeah. much more tenable. We chose a roller slide because it won't hold heat like a traditional yeah. slide at a playground. That's so smart. I love seeing spaces where um, innovation exists, even when you don't expect it to, right? A, a playground or a slide, most folks would not necessarily consider innovating in that area. And I love that there are, I, I love hearing stories about how things kind of grow and change and progress oh yeah and iterate I I learned so much I mean I've been in children's museums a long time and I thought I knew a lot about designing (laughs) until I started designing this this risk from the ground right and we we worked with Studio Ludo which is a nonprofit playground safety consultant firm and they're the playground safety consultants for like Central Park in New York City and the City of London playground systems right and she's a rock climber so the the right. executive director of the company. And so I learned so much about that. And she really helped push us to make these choices that like, let's do a roller slide, but it has to be custom designed because you don't want finger pinches. Right. And then there's, there's these heat tolerances. So the yellow that covers all of the steel is not just normal paint like you would paint steel no- normally on a playground. Okay. It's actually um, marine grade powder coating so that when you touch it in the heat, it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't hurt you. So I feel like we're just getting started with all of the things that we have to learn about Florida Children's Museum. We do have to take another quick break and we'll be right back with more of Florida Children's Museum and Carrie Falwell. Stay with us.
Well, welcome back. We are here with uh, Carrie Falwell from the Florida Children's Museum on Downtown Dish. My name is Amy Wiggins. I'm filling in for Julie Townsend this week. And Carrie and I have been talking a little bit about the amazing six months that they have had since they've been open um, at Florida Children's Museum. And I've also been learning a little bit about how important play is in the development of our children and also how intentionally Florida Children's Museum was designed um, to make sure that that our kids are taking healthy risks and being challenged in ways that maybe they don't necessarily expect or have the opportunity mm-hmm. to encounter on a, on a daily basis. So we just talked a little bit about Blinky and how um, Tell me a little more about this nonprofit that worked with you on playground safety. I think that's really, um, really a cool aspect of all of this. Sure. They were recommended to us by the exhibit fabricator. We we knew that we were going to engage a playground safety consultant. And it was an interesting concept that this is a nonprofit Mm -hmm. that is doing a for-profit job. Right. Because there are, I mean, there's hundreds of for-profit Playground safety consultants. Right. And she, this particular nonprofit, I say she because we worked directly with the executive director because Mm -hmm. of the scale of this, but it was so interesting to hear it from someone's perspective who's not trying to sell you anything. Okay. Right? Right. So it was really, she was very um, informative on uh, physical development and cognitive development. Mm -hmm. And then she, because she works with so many other places, she was able to reference other projects that were also in process and say, oh, well, we just had this interesting conversation about this bird feather that we're building for Central Park oh and we want to incorporate this this thing. And so there was lots of idea sharing and and um, kind of co-opting of of knowledge because we chose to go with this nonprofit consultant That's firm. That's really cool. Firm. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's amazing. All of the um, that's one of the things that I love, especially about the job that I have at the chamber, is that I get to learn so much about the little pieces that stack together mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make the thing that we see um, in in the public. And I think it's those really, and I, I my staff probably are are listening and giggling because it's that intentionality and those little just segments of purpose Mm -hmm. that all really come together to make something that we're thrilled to have and proud of as a community. And that goes from everything from the entire Bonnet Springs Park and the amazing structure of Florida Children's Museum to the small businesses that exist and support our community on a daily basis. There's so much intention and purpose built into every aspect of it. And that's some of the the kind of nerdy stuff that I get really excited about in my job. Right. Well, and then it it gets built into the, the play aspect too. So you think about the collaboration in our city play gallery mm-hmm. where it's it is a small city and one of the I mean, I, I love all of our partners, but I think one of our most important partners in that space is Lakeland Regional Health sure. and Moors. Yes. Because the kids put on those doctor's coats with that logo on it and they see the logo on the computer when they pretend to check in the patient and they see the logo on the exhibit. And so it's a it's a name that they're used to seeing. Right. So that when 
when an accident happens or or they get sick and they have to go to this place, it's not new to them for the mm-hmm. first time. And you're able to say, oh, it's just like you're playing in the children's museum when we're going to go in and you're going to see some. We're going to stop at a computer just like when you go there and then you're going to see a doctor and they're right. going to be in this coat. I mean, making those community connections for a child can mm-hmm. be the difference between them having a comfortable experience and a not comfortable experience. And then when you get to you and you're like, you run like the real life city play. <laughs> the chamber is like. <laughs> That's true. It would be a lot more fun if, um, if like I could, you know, check out my own. Oh, I can check out my own groceries at Publix. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. It's real. I can bring you a vest. I've got a Publix oh, vest. No. <laughs> they would throw me out of Publix if that was the case. They, they would be like, no more, Amy. Please leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so, that's really kind of fun. Um, I, that was always one of my, one of my favorite things. So the, every time that you and I get together, I do have to tell the story that I did for my college job work yeah. at Explorations 5 Children's yeah. Museum before the Crest Building. That's how old I am, friends and family. Um, but how wise, how, how wise, wise how wise I am. But the, my, my favorite thing about that was being able to um, put the oranges back away after mm-hmm. our kids use them and, and check them out in public because they were just so excited to be able to have that experience that they had seen and now they could do. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, for me, outside of having to feed the frogs, which everyone who knows me knows is my my greatest mortal fear. Um, but outside of that, everything about that experience was just so positive for me, even as just a college student, um, watching the kids find themselves and find ways to understand the world around them. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like something so simple and yet is something that is that is so important and sometimes neglected sometimes mm-hmm. not present for 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 kids and, and families as well I do want to talk to you a little bit about the um, the maker kind of space with the beehives mm-hmm. and the, tell me how that's going because that was that's really kind of also a, a cool and innovative space that I loved hearing about as someone who gets to interact in that innovation space on kind of a regular basis. How's that going? Yeah. So you're talking about Design Park, which is uh, the gallery that's based on the design thinking model Mm -hmm. that came out of of the graphic design world. And in that space, there's no defined product. So we're not saying you have to make this or follow these instructions to make X, Y, and Z. Right. We are valuing the process. So um, the goal may be to fly something on our air table, but we're not going to tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to try out whatever loose pieces you want, which means the the dopamine rush, the happy piece comes in when you're building. And then the, the trying it out is just a byproduct of it. And then you want to go back and build it. And build again. So we do that. Uh, for the littlest guys with this movable ball run, which is a vertical, really fun piece, almost like a, you could make it like a Rube Goldberg if you were getting really into it. <laughs> but it starts probably seven, eight feet off the ground, which means it requires a grown up mm-hmm. to work with you. So that's one way that we uh, strongly encourage right. grown up participation in the play. It's not required, <laughs> but it, it is necessary for some things to be achieved. And then for really all ages, but to engage the the l- 
the smaller guys, that's where we'll put loose pieces like Legos or snap circuits or magnet tiles, things that kids are used to seeing, but maybe mm-hmm. we'll have an interesting prompt. Okay. So, uh, for example, if we're talking about insects, it might be, can you design an insect out of these Legos? So maybe they've okay. never thought to build an insect out of Legos because they only other build houses or right. trucks or cars, but you can actually use these pieces for other things. So oh. we're not telling them build this ant and use these steps to mm-hmm. kind of make the same factory piece that everyone else did. We're much more interested in figuring out how the kid thinks through a process um, than we are telling them what to make in the end. And that entire gallery came out of our conversations with third and fourth grade teachers and they said okay uh i we were we were on tours and i would say how can i help you in the classroom i'm not here to you know teach reading and math although it happens here but we really can help with the mental health side Mm -hmm. and they all said the same thing which is that by the time kids get to third and fourth grade they have a big fear of failure Mm. And so when you're a fourth grader and you're scared of failing, that turns into you being the class clown, into right. being a bully, or disassociating from the learning process altogether. Right. And so Design Park was, we chose the design thinking model because there is no, the failure comes in wanting to make the right product. Right. And when you take that product out of the equation and you can just focus on process, then you start to build confidence and iteration and innovation. Mm-hmm. and it, it, then you just keep engaging them and you want them to keep coming back to the iteration part. Right. Which is ultimately what learning is. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I also feel like as adults, we would value and benefit from that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Failure is a learned behavior. It is not yep. something that, that we're born with. So I am. Um, I thank you for saying that. We do have to take another quick break. I'm so, I wish that we could continue this conversation and we will when we come right back, um, right after the break with Carrie Falwell and Florida Children's Museum. Stay with us. Welcome back to Downtown Dish. My name is Amy Wiggins, and I'm here with Carrie Falwell of Florida Children's Museum. And we we needed the Crocodile Rock a little earlier yeah, in, <laughs> in, in our segment, but that's okay. Um, we're here just talking about the amazing strides that have been made um, at Florida Children's Museum, how the kids are interacting, and, and the parents too, mm-hmm. right? Our parents Absolutely. loving it as much. Absolutely. As, I know I've hinted a couple of times that I need to come out and do some uh, design thinking or some positive stress building. And you're welcome anytime. Things. I know. You're so great to me. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I think that's um, that's part of the learning process, right, is engaging yes. those parents. Are are they as excited, do you think, as the kids are to be in the new space? Oh, Sure. Sure. Uh, there are parents that are more apprehensive to play. Mm. Um, I, I, Some parents have to have a little bit of reprogramming. Sure. Yes. We've and been it, talking about that. Right. And yeah. it's, I, I, it, I, I realize that I do not have a normal job. I get that. Right. Right. I don't, I, I wear Converse almost every day. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't work at a, I, you know, I don't work remote. I don't, I have an office. I'm not always there. You know, it mm-hmm. just, 
I have a very different job and I recognize that. So I can imagine that for a parent who spends their day in a very quiet atmosphere, Mm -hmm. responding to tasks in a particular order, and there's structure to their day that we invite them and we want them to on a dime turn around and have an unstructured experience with their child, that is not the easiest thing to do. No. And when they can do it, it is so fun. Absolutely. And so valuable, too, to be able to just shut that structured part of your brain off, even for just a moment. Right. Or to let go of control a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like like the grown-up knows, what's a good example? The grown-up knows how to scan that grocery Mm -hmm. at the checkout cart, and their kid just isn't going to get it. Right. And they're 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 banging it on a different side. And for that parent to not go, but Johnny, you just want to, here, let me show you how to do it. We're going to do this, right? Right. What if you just gave him two, three more tries and just let him figure it out? Right. Oh, yeah. my gosh, you got it. A ding. Did you hear that? A ding. Or maybe you model it for them and then you say, can you do what I do? A ding, da ding, da ding. Mm-hmm. So there's a, what the beautiful building is doing is giving parents a place where they feel welcome, right? It's designed, mm-hmm. the building was di- designed by adults. Right. And it was designed for adults. And then the exhibits were designed for children. So it's beautiful architecture and it's a place that aesthetically you want to be in, mm-hmm. which is really wonderful and it kind of lets people's guards down. Um, but it's it's hard and I recognize that and I am such a fan and I'm so proud of every grown up who decides to kind of let their guard down or completely depart from how they spend the majority of their life right which is in an office or doing a task Mm -hmm. to to let go of all of that and sit on the floor and play trains or climb up blinky or get in the sandbox and just do follow the lead of their child right that is that is courageous absolutely and i think um in the end really probably has the has the potential to make us better employees, stronger leaders, because we are able to um, to find the right time to adapt and to give up that control and yeah. to uh, embrace that um, innovation and that messiness that yeah. is um, that can be so terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Play is messy. Yes. I, I Sometimes, you know, we'll give tours and maybe it's somebody that we really want to shine our boots for, right? right? <laughs> And maybe it's the difference between adding a program or not, um, because we do rely on donations and mm-hmm. sponsorships for half of our revenue. And the staff are so, so awesome. And they'll say, well, what time are they getting here? And we'll make sure that, you know, things are picked up. And I'll go, no, they need no. to see it. They need this to is, know. Absolutely. If if everything looks pristine, that means nobody's playing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want us to um, to get away without talking a little bit about summertime. Summertime. Because summertime is a busier time. Yeah. Is it fair to yes. say? I yes. know I, I was going to say it's a busy time, but it's always a busy time at yeah. Florida Children's <laughs> Museum. So it's a busier time. So tell us a little bit about um, what's happening at Florida Children's Museum this summer and what we can look forward to and what we can participate in and our kids can participate in. Yes, I would love to talk about this. <laughs> so our whole summer, June, July, and the part of August before kids go back to school okay. is themed around a poem called Sunflakes. Sunflakes. Okay. So what if the sun put off sunflakes like snowflakes? Okay. 
So it's this idea of um, incredible creativity. Yes. In summertime and sunshine. And so you're going to see our educators do art programs around um, maybe using heat or shades of yellow Mm -hmm. or the shapes that are traditionally made up by the sun. You're going to see stories around weather and uh, uh, these juxtapositions of sun flakes, right? It's Mm -hmm. this weird this weird word that sounds made up. Um, It's hard for us to celebrate snowflakes because kids don't understand snow that are born here. It doesn't snow (laughs) here. So it's a great opportunity for us to be whimsical and talk about sunflakes. So all of our programming will be around that theme and that poem and that author. So uh, we do Story Sprouts, which is our early literacy program Mm -hmm. every morning. Um, And then our engineering challenge in the afternoons, we'll do Art in Action, which is our art program for elementary and tween age kids. Mm -hmm. So, for example, today they they did a still life drawing from a basket of fruit from Publix. How fun. Right. Really great. And we get to talk about various artists who are famous for their still lives and how depending on which angle you're looking at the basket because you're looking at it from two different sides of the table our pictures are going to look totally different so this really wonderful collaborative experience and then also in the afternoon is music and movement with our early learning crowd so um four programs a day led by our incredible education team and all of those daily programs are included in your admission or membership wow so that's really exciting uh july is going to be our member appreciation month nice very exciting. So I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag on okay. everything that's going to go on, but members check your email or sign up for a membership so that you can participate in July's member appreciation month activities. And then um, a really, you are getting the first scoop here on the downtown dish. Okay. Uh, when school goes back, we're going to clear out the back black box theater and September 16th, our first traveling exhibit will open <gasps> and it is Sean the Sheep. Oh, fun. So every I encourage everyone to go to your um, streaming provider of, <laughs> of choice and watch some Shaun the Sheep and get excited about those mischievous uh, sheep and pigs and all the trouble they get into. That's amazing. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, I am, um, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know Shaun the Sheep, but I will definitely go learn now. It's a hilarious is it? It's, I I feel like that's one of the greatest things about children's programming is that it there's something for everyone to learn yeah. and to appreciate. So there's no dialogue. Okay. It's claymation, stop motion animation, and there's okay. no dialogue. And so, so it's a little to, nostalgic too for those of us who yeah. are of a wiser age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will put Netflix has a um a Sean the Sheep movie called Farmageddon. Oh no. That's <laughs> Okay. That's my favorite. Okay. If you're looking for I'm a... writing it down. <laughs> okay. I'm really not kidding. Okay. So there you go. I'm pretty excited about it. But summer is going to be great. Lots of um, lots of opportunities to interact with our education team. All of the exhibits will be open. And we, are, we welcome everyone with open well, arms. So tell us um, before we go. Tell us your website address so everybody can visit. Yes. So explorefcm.org. Okay. So explore as in Florida Children's Museum, fcm.org. And we are open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5, and Sundays 10 to 3. 
Awesome. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I always you, enjoy Amy. visiting with you, and I love learning about how Florida Children's Museum is making an incredible impact here in our community and also around the world, as you told us earlier. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on Downtown Dish. I will see you next week.